tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Ricky Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everybody, welcome to the 100 After Buzz After Show. I'm your host, Tari J. Miller, and joining me this evening is Ben Bateman. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me back again. Oh, yeah. Today, we're going to be covering Season 2, Episode 4, uh, Many Happy Returns. And we had many of those, did we oh, not? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Many Happy Returns. Yeah. Uh, should, we, should we just cover maybe like general stuff first? Yeah. General reactions? Yeah. I'm going to let you go first this time, because I feel like I always just go, and I'm just like, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Sure. General reactions. Um, I thought it was a really interesting episode. I mean, uh, it kind of... it's. It's one of those A to B episodes where your characters are still kind of setting up where they're going and they're, they have a destination they're trying to get to. But I mean, nothing large happens until the very end. Right. So, I mean, it's one of those mid season episodes. Yeah, it's, it, isn't that funny how that works? It feels like with uh, network television like this, where you're not a condensed eight episode miniseries and you're not a, you know, hour long, super, super dramatic episodic from like HBO that's like a very clear story that could be told in one season. But mm-hmm. you're a network show that has to, you know, make time for commercials and stretch out essentially like one concept and make it work for the whatever general audience. You right. do get that like lull, that middle season lull on a lot of these shows. Yeah. And we're here we went four episodes in. Mm-hmm. But you know they extended season two. It's yeah. sixteen episodes rather than thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um so we're actually only a quarter of the way in. Okay. Where are we gonna go? How are we gonna get how are, how are we gonna take twelve episodes to get from where we are right now to the big confrontation? Or is the Mount Weather confrontation that we see coming, is that just gonna be a mid season thing? And there's something crazy we don't even see coming for the last I mean uh it could either be, I mean, I can't see them kind of leading up to the Mount Weather thing being the end. Like, I imagine them leading up to mid-season, having the big battle, and then dealing with the aftermath going from there. Sure. So, I mean, and I hope that that's the route that they take, just because I'd like to splash around in this in this world that they're building. And yeah. And kind of let the characters live in their in the consequences of their actions. Sure. Yeah, I, I like that the episode starts and, uh, you know, we get the recap of Jaha has crashed and he's in the desert and he's mm-hmm. discovered by a, by a, a child or a young, a young person. Yes. Who is, you know, cloaked and they're a, a desert wanderer. Mm-hmm. Very like Tuscan Raider-esque sort yeah. of. And, uh, you know, and he does the thing where he, he reaches out and he grabs the kid and, and looks like he's being taken care of by this family. Uh, they first they kind of reject him and then they're like, oh, you know, we're going to try to fix you because we're, good people or something the kid's name zoran uh yes or zoran, zoran or zoran not sure if it's um, an an or just a just hard n i don't know um well yeah it's relevant because zorn is a classic sci-fi name right zorn uh, is like i mean i feel like professor zorn or something yeah it has a very like sci-fi like because you have the zods and the, the yeah. zorks and the you know right 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 and it's also jim zorn is a famous seahawks quarterback if that's relevant but zoran <laughs> totally relevant. zoran interestingly enough is mm-hmm. the name of the shooting guard for the uh phoenix suns brother of goron 
Goran really? and Zoran Dragic, and they're both from Slovenia, I believe. Interesting. So maybe I've never met a Zoran in my life, but that is the only Zoran I've ever heard of. Possibly, we're thinking like they were kind of intentional there. Like maybe, maybe. you know, it's hundred years in the future, so people have kind of immigrated because the world's destroyed. So maybe that's that's their. Dis- I don't know. Or the writers are super big sports fans. I doubt they would name a character after Zoran Dragic. Why not? But Phoenix Suns fans, just for the record, if you just want it, you can invest. You can invest in this show if, you know, there's a character that might be named Zoran. So there's your entry point. <laughs> I gotta see what Zoran's doing. <laughs> That's my favorite character. He's my favorite character. He was a pretty sweet kid. Yeah, he was a nice kid. Yeah. They, they shocked you. It's like some grotesque radiation on his face. Oh yeah. Pretty, pretty wild. Um, it was, uh, I it was very hard to look at actually. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I feel like if I were in in Jaha's situation, I I wouldn't. I it would take me a little longer to adjust. Yeah, but uh, Jaha is noble to a fault. So he is. He will never ever be judgmental. Actually, I wanted to just sort of point that out. Now that I think about it, and I I guess we're on the Jaha subject. Yeah. It's something that I feel like I notice on shows, like shows in this realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, CW type of shows that characters have these very, they're endowed with these very, um, deliberate kind of character traits. Right. And there's not a lot of ambiguity. There isn't a tremendous amount of gray area. It's a lot of black and white. And it feels like when their opinion or their motive uh, as a character shifts, it's very obvious because of that. Yeah. So it's like with Jaha, you sort of see him as he's just tremendously noble to a fault. He's always going to sort of try to sacrifice himself. He's always going to be this really good guy as a leader. And it's like the same thing with uh, with Dr. Uh, uh, Clark's mom. Um, oh, uh, Abby? Abby Griffin. Yeah. You know, it's like the same sort of thing where it's we talk about. She does the same thing over and over and over again. It's like I'm right. doing this for the good of the kids, and I'm going to do what's necessary. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. You you get these beats from these characters over and over and over again. But yeah, almost to a point that sometimes it's a little frustrating. It's a little annoying. It's like I, it's like why can't Jaha just you know uh, be creeped out or grossed <laughs> out by this this kid? I mean, not to say that that's right. I just mean as a character, like give give me a little bit of a flaw yeah you know don't let it like you said don't let him adjust so fast it's yeah. okay well initially he did kind of recoil and yeah. that and that was a nice human moment um but i feel like from a writing standpoint or at least from a storytelling standpoint you always have to give your characters these really uh easy to grasp onto concepts for their character traits just so at least your audience will be on board right uh, initially i mean and you can definitely twist and turn as we see later with finn that like the just because you establish something at the beginning it doesn't mean it has to be their constant and i i do agree that this show uh tends to go this is who this character is and then they just kind of keep that going throughout the whole thing and they remind you on a constant basis just to so that you don't right. forget that you know jaha's noble and abby is uh a gambler. A gambler. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. That's it's like it's like you start your painting with broad strokes. You fill in the details later. So yeah, of. yeah, I get that. Um, okay, so what 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 do we think here? We think uh, Jaha. I mean, we need to cover his whole arc. So you know he he's taken in. You think that he's he's kind of bonding with the kid a little bit. It's mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like the predictable story. You're seeing it. You've seen it before. So but it's, it's, it's short. They don't give you a ton of it. And then it's revealed to you that where'd the husband go? The mm-hmm. husband went to sell out Jaha. He was selling him as a prisoner for a horse. Yeah. So the last shot you see, he gets clubbed by the guy on the horse, right? Yeah. That's what he's he's on the he walks up. He's like, okay, I'm going to give myself up. I hope you find your path. And it's like, all right, Jaha, you're noble. And then he mm-hmm. walks up, and the guy just like hits him with a club. 
But then you don't see him. Does he drag him? Does he? Pick, yeah, does he it looked like him he on just the horse. Rode off. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> I just came to knock this guy out. Um, I, I'm assuming that he's going to take him to some kind of uh, colony because I mean, from the impression that you're getting, yeah, it's that like this guardsman who uh, knocked Jaha out is part of a larger community that lives outside of the Deadlands, right? Um, so I'm I'm sure like you hear the horse frolicking around so he was probably tying him to the back or right. slapping him on top sure uh, but it was it was kind of a weird thing to do like it wasn't even like he had him at like at gunpoint or anything it was just like i'm gonna knock this guy out and ride away into the sunset by the way horses are not short have you ever tried to club a grown man pick him up and lift his body over the back of a horse that's pretty heavy yeah that sounds difficult I mean, that sounds hard to do. You're picking up 180, 200 pounds at an awkward angle. It's not mm. a consistent, it's not like a barbell. <laughs> it's a big, wobbly, knocked out thing. Ain't no weak guys in the guardsmen. I guess not. So, uh, the City of Light, they reference. Yes. What do we think that is? Um, I'm assuming it's some kind of mythical city. Uh, probably, I'm just about to make a Doctor Who reference. Oh. Um, but like the promised land in Doctor Who, in that, like, it's, it's the idea of, heaven or this this place where you go and it's complete utopia do we know i mean i i remember we asked this like an episode or two ago when you saw jaha land and Mm -hmm. one of our wonderful fans made a comment in the comments about where it actually was we were wondering if it was the golden gate or the brooklyn bridge right did we establish where that was was it golden gate we haven't like uh the the commenter said it was the brooklyn bridge okay so we're assuming it's he's in new york he asked them where he was, but he got no answer. Right. He asked about the Eastern United States. Yeah. So if I'm trying to think where where would be the, like the City of Light they reference is that uh, is that uh, there's a dead zone. There's a City of Light. Uh, I'm hoping it's Atlantic City and all the lights are still on. Something. Yeah. 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 It's, that's. I mean. So that's interesting. We wonder what the, the back half of the season's going to look like. If we assume that episodes nine through sixteen are going to have to give us a whole storyline that we don't even see coming yet yeah maybe they're maybe they're taking us there hmm i don't know i mean i'm hoping so like but i, I kind of part of me also wants it to be this non-existent place like uh something that is used to keep the masses under control okay sure 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 yeah yeah that's fair uh anything else from the jaha storyline that we want to reference um uh, not really i mean are you interested i'm interested to see where they take him i uh I mean, it it seems kind of just tacked on there. Sure. Um, so I'm hoping that they find a way to bring it back around because it's just like another storyline that we have to worry about. So it's everything is converging in this area that the rest of the gang is. And then we have Jaha on the outskirts. I got the feeling that the writers towards the end of season one had this idea. And I granted, guys, I did mention that I bought the book last week. Amazon took forever to get it to me. I just got <laughs> it in the mail yesterday. So I haven't read. So I don't know if there's like something that you know that I don't know. I got the feeling as they were finishing season one, mm-hmm. and it totally is going in the direction of Jaha sacrifices himself to get everybody on the ground, right? Right. That's what you think is going to happen. And yeah. then they give you the, like, baby that cries that never exists. Yeah. I got the feeling they were like, we're just going to keep Isaiah Washington in this show right now so that uh, we can, you know, do this thing in season two that we want to do, this plot that we're writing. Yeah. And I don't know how necessary it is. Like you said, it does feel a little tacked on. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. What up? Uh, is Jaha the last black character on the show? Um, that we had, well, 
I mean, we there's, get, there may be some survivors that we don't, like, know intimately, right? I mean, he's the last one that we've already been introduced to, with the exception of grounders here and there. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So, like, uh, anyone who saw my, my uh, Arrow show earlier, we were talking about, like, people of color in media and yeah. how often they're used as, like, fodder. Sure. Or, like, and so... Classic, like, action movie sci-fi, black guy dies first. Sort yeah. Of, yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where we are a little bit at this point. Like we have Jaha, who is a prominent character, which sure. is great. Yep. Um, but all the other, um, black characters have been grounders, either taken prisoner or just wandering about with the exception of the tribal leader, uh, that Octavia, uh, now is friends with. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I yeah. totally spaced on her. She's a, she's a prominent character. Yeah. She, she'll be in the show. Yeah. Because otherwise you had, yeah, you had, um, What's his, uh, blah, blah, blah. You're thinking of Lincoln? No, Jaha's son. Oh, uh, Wells. Wells. R.I.P. Wells. Yeah, he died early. You had the boy, there's, there was two different kids in the initial group, right? Yeah. Like one who dies in the fight and one who gets murdered by Murphy. Right. Can't wait to talk about Murphy again, guys, by the way. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Um, big fan. Yeah, big fan. Uh, yeah, so that's, that is interesting. I mean, it's, it's obviously like an undertone. I don't think it has any relevance to the show, actually, but. Right. It is interesting to think about that, uh, if you're dealing with, you know, two characters out of however many. So anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, but speaking of Murphy, let's talk about Bellamy and the gang. Yeah. Yeah. So one really nice moment, uh, we'll recap it for a minute. They are on their merry way trying to find Clark Mm -hmm. and the lost folks. And they come across a bunch of dead people, uh, that we are thinking it's either the culling or it's possible, like the people who, the 300 from season one that get offloaded, or it's either just another sect from the Ark right. that blew up and crashed on a different part. A bunch of dead people. They come across a beautiful teenage survivor. <laughs> another uh, one. Yes. Mel was her name, I believe. Mel, who is, uh, like hanging onto a branch on a cliff and has been for some time, I suppose. I assume so. Yeah, she's very strong to just be able to hold herself for presumably what is days and days i like to imagine that like she was she was actually fine and just kind of wandered off the cliff she's like i wonder what the wreckage um because that makes me laugh more maybe she yeah who so that's not there was a criticism from our fans that we just all we do is rag on this show (laughs) well i mean i just i like to point out things that i think are funny and i also like i agree for me sci-fi is all about establishing your rules and then going by them, living by them and, and having your world obey them. And it and, should be notable if, if they're broken. Right. Yeah. And so that's essentially what we do here is that we kind of sort through the rules that have been established and what we know of the world that's been built. And we kind of like, we'll pick at it here and there. I mean, we don't harp on it too much. Yeah. But I mean, it's a thing. Like if I were having this conversation with you on the streets, it would be the exact same thing. We'd be talking about totally the, the, the smaller things, the bigger things, the broad strokes, the fine details, everything. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So to, to finish the recap, they find the girl hanging. They, uh, they suspend one of the five of them. Um, Sterling, I believe was his name. Uh, yes. With their rope, uh, the rope breaks. Sterling falls off cliff and dies. Uh, and then at the end of their sequence, they, after they save the girl and get shot at by grounders, they come across Octavia and split up at the end. It's Bellamy runs off with Octavia and, uh, and then Finn heads off with Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Who they arm with a gun. <laughs> Great idea, guys. We'll get there. 
<laughs> so that being said, uh, one thing I noticed from the sequence that I really liked was when they come across the girl, Finn mm-hmm. 2.0 is like, no, we need to save Clark. Leave the girl. She should die. We'll save Clark instead. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yep, that's Finn. You just shot a dude in the head. That's exactly what you would do. Finn 2.0 bothers me so much, though. You don't like it. You feel like he's just abandoned his character completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, because he had established himself so well. And it, I just, to me, the the issue is that I don't feel like the trigger was big enough. Um, I mean, and but what I mean by that is I feel like for a character to jump so quickly to another frame of mind, there has to be something grand that happens like a significant catalyst we didn't get one yeah it was just hey i found this watch uh clark may be a thing um so now i'm ruthless yeah that is true you didn't really get a you didn't get a i guess the watch is like you get a lock of hair or a bloody finger right yeah um (laughs) but like yeah i just yeah anyways yeah that's well that's but that's exactly what we were just saying about these these bold character traits mm-hmm. and how and how really like they they tell you how Finn is and now they're telling you how Finn is but it's a totally different Finn and you have to just go with it right because it's just drastic they told you how Bellamy was now Bellamy is the opposite of how Bellamy was in the beginning mm-hmm. one thing I hate and this is not just in CW shows I don't criticize the show because for the record guys and I've said this over and over again. I, I always say this, like, it's a CW show, it's good, even though it, it... This is a good show. Like, this could be on another network, and I wouldn't even have the, the crutch, or I wouldn't be able to, like, hedge my statements. It's it's a good show, I like it. Yeah. In every medium, I cannot stand black and white characters that are given to you in such a specific way, it, you're, when you're informed how you're supposed to feel. I right. don't like that. I like, I like being able to decide how I feel about a character, and... Um, a good example in this episode of that is, I mean, the things we're talking about, but that's a little less drastic. The yeah. only side that we've seen so far of the the blonde female army commander who shoots the balloon down at the end of the episode yeah. is this, like, you know what I mean? You're right. told, hate this person. She's a mili- she's militaristic. She has no soul. She just wants to just be a power-hungry. Yeah. Well, to me, uh, her character feels like the writers were going well now that kane has grown we need a character that still fits the the persona that he was right blonde lady yeah yeah totally and yeah you need somebody who can stir up conflict but anyway that being said that's the reason that with with finn and the way that they give you these really hard changes in the characters it's a little hard to stomach sometimes because you invest in these characters you invest in them and you become you become familiar with them you like where they they have gotten to Mm -hmm. and when they just pull the rug it's like it's like anything, you know? It's like yeah. being part of an improv scene and somebody's like, no, what you're saying is not happening. Let's do something else. Right. My idea's better. We're, we're creating a scene. They're like, no, no, it's not coffee you're drinking. You're not even holding a cup. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, that was a rant. What's, no, uh, what's... I, I love <laughs> that you brought in uh, improv theor- theory into this. Um, I don't know. You're an improviser, right? Well, yeah, no, I understand exactly what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's the worst. Uh, for anyone who does improv out there, you know exactly what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, completely. So, I mean, it's called pulling the rug, which can be an effective tool in improv, but uh, <laughs> sometimes. Anyway, back to the show. So, uh, that being said, you give Murphy a gun. You give Murphy... What do we think about giving Murphy a machine gun? Um, I mean, he's on his 
redemptive arc. So he's going to do great things with it. How annoyed are you, though? We talked about this in every episode. <laughs> We're like, we like, what, what was it? Episode one, I predicted by episode two. Two, I predicted to three. This is like the direction they were going to take him. Right. He was going to go on some ridiculous, like, you know, transmor- transformative, like, redemptive mission. And, like, you were just going to have to forget that he just murdered in cold blood several kids, like, suffocated them while they were, like, sick on a table. Yeah. And that, like, you look at Murphy and Bellamy. Okay. Murphy banished, or I'm sorry, Bellamy banished Murphy to the woods. Yeah. Right? After trying to hang him. Mm-hmm. This is, and then Murphy comes back and tries to kill Bellamy and hang him. Yeah. And then because there's somebody falling off a cliff and Murphy, like, saves Bellamy, Bellamy's like, okay, bud, I just took your your cuffs off, but uh, here's a machine gun. Just, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I hope we're cool. Um, it's a, it's a show of faith. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually more surprised that Octavia didn't immediately attack him. Right. Um, because as far as she's known, I mean, he was still the betrayer. He was still Murphy the murderer. Yeah. So, uh, that was my surprising point. But like, I mean, if, if they're gonna, I'm, I'm still hoping that it becomes noble sacrifice. Hats off to the writers on this show for giving us a an ambiguous character, a morally ambiguous character. Yeah. He is probably the most interesting character because he's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But it's a little hard to stomach because they gave you such extremes on either side. Things that he's done and the way that characters react to him. It's – I don't – it's. I don't find that I'm disbelieving it completely. It's right. just a little hard to trust all the motives and that he would just... He's clearly insane. Yeah. He, he's a murderer. Like, yeah. He murdered sick kids. He, like, suffocated them. So, mm-hmm. like, him with a gun shouldn't end well for anyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that he has the gun, I'm hoping that he... We see old Murphy resurface. Yeah, right. Um, Because that is what makes him who he is. And it, it's what makes him really... Uh, I'd say he's the most realistic character there. Yeah, that's that's right. He's exactly. He's yeah. the most morally ambiguous, which is right. what real people are. Yeah. Good people do bad things, right? That's yeah. that's that's the story of life. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um save the girl. Yeah, I mean, obviously that entire we'll just breeze over that. It just seems a little absurd, but I mean, um, yeah. They basically just swapped out a character for a character. Yeah, I just more was just thinking like have you ever like tried to hang from a pull-up bar before? Um, yes. So, like, for anybody that's ever done pull-ups or tried to hang from anything, I can hang from a pull-up bar for maybe, like, two, three minutes tops before, like, my wrists and forearms and hands are just like, this is not happening. Right. Five minutes, I'm probably going to, like, and if I was, like, hanging, I was going to die. Twenty minutes, I'm dead. There's no (laughs) chance I'm holding on. Right. You're not going to hold on to a branch. Well, she did have a foothold. Did she? Yeah, she had a foothold uh, for a while up until, I I believe, when Bellamy was saving her. No, it was either when Bellamy or Sterling was saving her. And the foot gives out. It gave way. All right, that's fair, Um, I I suppose. I'm still, I find it to be dubious, but. But, I mean, still, you have to imagine that she hasn't eaten in forever. Um, How long do we think she's been there? um, I would, I'm, (laughs) benefit of the doubt, uh, we'll say, like, a couple hours. Maybe she just fell. Um, from a strict story standpoint, from what we know, if it can't be that ship can't be the culling because no, she's alive. So yeah. it's got to be. It has to be the arc. The other another piece of the arc, right? So if that crashes and and she is stranded on a wall or she maybe yeah, I mean whatever she's that's kind of where she ends up somehow. Yeah, two days 
Um, yeah, two or three days probably, because Clark was in Mount Weather for at least two days. Sure. Um, not including the time that she was in quarantine, um, however long that took. Though I'm assuming that, because uh, I think that uh, Miller yep. had mentioned that there he he had been in quarantine for a while. So three, four days maybe? Probably. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. So that's... Uh... That's pretty sloppy, I have to say. <laughs> From a writing standpoint, that that feels a little bit. Unless I I still vote that she literally just fell over. She was hunting hunting for some food. Yeah, rock slipped, and then she fell just before they arrived. Okay. Yeah. Could have just you could have just told us that writers. By the way. Hey hey. All right all right. They sorry. don't, they don't I'm need sorry, to narrate guys. to us. Yeah. Come on, Ben. You're smarter than that. All right. All right. <laughs> um. So that being right. said. Um, yes. You know who never falls? Who? iTunes never falls. Never ever. Never ever. Um, hey guys, uh, thank you for commenting and, and rating and watching the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, and we do this for you. Just, uh, and all that we ask is that you go onto iTunes, go onto YouTube, like, subscribe, give us a five star rating if you like what we're doing here. Uh, it's how, our producers know that we're doing a good job. So your feedback uh, is fed back to us, and we try to construct the show to be as best as we can and give it you everything that you want out of your 100 after show. Uh, so keep doing what you're doing, uh, and we appreciate you listening. You got anything to say, Ben? Uh, no, absolutely. Please let us know how we're doing. Uh, as we always say, whether it's in the comments, the YouTube comments, rating us on iTunes, it makes this whole job for us and everything so much more fun to interact with you guys. So any thought you have, any question you have, anything, please yeah. get involved. You know, tweet at us and, and, and comment and all that and, and, and make sure if you like the show to, to let us know on iTunes because, uh, we love doing this, Definitely. and it makes us love it even more if you guys tell us you love it, too. Yeah, and we've heard your cries. We know that uh, we could stand for a lady's voice, and we're, we're definitely working on it. We've got something in the mix. There might uh, even be someone as soon as next week. Maybe. Maybe. So stay tuned, and uh, we got some surprises for you. So, speaking of surprises. Yes. Raven got herself a new man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know where that voice came from, guys. I'm not sure why I did that. <laughs> you should talk like that all the time. Uh, could that be your new voice? Ooh. <laughs> um, yes. So, and I had forgotten how much I liked Wick until he came back. Like, oh, he's in season one, right? Yeah, yeah he was yeah, like, right. about that. helping lead the charge to get everybody uh, off the ark or the ark to Earth. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I, and I remember them interacting early on. Yeah. Yeah, so you you remember well, we, we, oh. like, <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, we're, not, I can, we're not doing improv here. Okay, are you sure? Because <laughs> we were really building that scene. Um, all right, well yeah, let's recap it real quick. So uh, Raven is in Camp Jaha after they had just recently uh, established an electrified electrified fence. Just thought I'd throw that part in there because um, they sure did. Uh, and then. She is fiddling around with her leg. She's still uh, partially paralyzed in her left leg. So um, the one of the commanders uh, comes and basically pulls her in because they want to create a beacon to get in contact with the other pieces of the Ark. Um, and so she starts working with Wick to try to engineer a new beacon to establish radio contact. Uh, after that, 
um, Wick is trying to get her to use this leg brace that he engineered just so that it wouldn't be so hard and she wouldn't have to be on crutches all the time. But Raven, being who she is, super duper proud, Mm -hmm. refuses to take it. Um, And after a bunch of techno mumbo jumbo um, that they need to get the beacon higher, she tries climbing a radio tower. Um, Smartest idea when you're partially paralyzed. Sure. And fails miserably. Um, And they have a nice heart-to-heart, which I thought was great, where he's like, I mean, you got to rely on your friends. And she finally decides to use the leg brace, and you see her walk, and it was great. So this this plays a little bit on it, it uh, when we were talking about her her getting the shot, and, and and the whole you know I can't wait to see the darkness of a paralyzed hot girl on this show because that's so like you know counter what we would expect. Yeah, uh, and we're kind of getting it. I had really felt for her while she was climbing the radio tower. And, yeah, and they did a good moment with it, and and it was just what you were sort of hoping for, which is like. There's a reality here. There's a reality to the fact that you are the same character. And for the record, I think that that girl is beautiful. Oh yeah, I absolutely love her. She's my favorite of all the of all the women on the show. She is my favorite. But she's struggling, and she is paralyzed, and that is very sad. And when you, you know, I mean, she's a likable character. I mean, mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't given you that much of her yet. They haven't developed her to quite to a a Clark or like an Octavia point. Quite right, yet. but. uh that's going to be interesting to see how that develops, and hopefully we don't just get, like, a miracle next episode and she's walking again. I think there will be a miracle and she'll be walking again at some point, but... No, I mean, and I, that's what I... And I was glad that the leg brace wasn't like the Dark Knight Returns leg brace where it was right. just, like, super magically healed. It's like, no, she's still limping. She still can't use her leg. It's just helping her to be a little more mobile. Right. I forgot about that. Dark Knight's ridiculous. Um... <laughs> So, uh, do we think there's going to be a little romance with her and Wick? Did you get that feeling a little bit? Or there's friends? Uh, I think that, I mean, I would say that they are friends. I mean, it could develop into a romance, but I would prefer that they just stay besties. I mean, because I don't want, I don't want Raven to be defined by her relationships. Um, and and all the characters on the show she sleeps with. Yeah. It's been, what, two already? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Finn and, and Bellamy. Yeah. Uh, and so she's she's strong enough on her own, and I like that he is a good friend to her. Yeah. So, meh. Romance, meh. This show is so stocked full of badass female characters. Yeah. Is there another show on TV? Like, I'm sure there is probably a show I'm forgetting that is, in fact, targeted. Like, it's a female-driven show with, like, almost all female characters. Yeah. But as far as a show goes that has a pretty equal opportunity uh, character base of men and women, this is just full of, like, warrior women. Yeah. It's true. Pretty cool. Pretty rare to see. Yeah. Um, which is, is great. Like, it's what originally drew me to the show in the first place, is that, like, it's, yeah, it's all strong females. The leaders of the grounders are females. Yeah. The main character, female. It's amazing. Yeah, it is really unique. In fact, I would, and I would go as far as to say that most of the most likable characters are female as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Raven is crippled, uh, Wick is really fun and has sarcastic witty timing, wiki timing. Um, <laughs> hashtag wiki timing. Just thought of that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that pretty much wraps up, I think, that storyline. Yeah. And is there anything else from there that we're missing? Oh, it ends with, uh, the, the oh. beacon being shot by the militaristic blonde commander. Right. Na- I keep saying her name like she doesn't have a name. Um, I always just write her as the major, the major. in my notes, because um, she's a major pain in everyone's butt. Doesn't she look and and remind you a little bit of um, was Egrid from Game of Thrones? 
Um, I was thinking Brienne of Tarth. No, that's that's sorry, not Egrid. Brienne of Tarth is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, who's Egrid? Egrid is the redhead who oh, is yeah, super yeah. cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, right. No, Brienne of Tarth, 100 percent is what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, I definitely uh, see it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, that's but, but she's cardboard right now. They haven't given us any reason to do anything other than just dislike her. Yeah. Uh, it's like the warden in Shawshank Redemption. You give me characters that only have one face, one side. It's so hard for me to feel anything other than just like, I'm just annoyed by this character. Right. But then again, again, we haven't really seen much of her, so they might give us more and yeah. develop her. And... I mean, if Kane could develop, she can develop Right. As well. That's all they did with Kane at first. So. Right. Sure. Um, so, and just to, just to finish that recap, which I guess I didn't mention, is that like, they, Wick helps her, helps Raven realize that Helium will help get uh, the beacon up into the air. Um, booyah. That yep. ends that. Um, and so now let's talk about Claire, or Clark and Anya, my favorite two people. Yes, absolutely. As an aside, really quick, just going to put it on the record. Yeah. Uh, Kate, uh, Katie Morgan? Is the actress's name who plays Raven? Um, Lindsay Morgan. Lindsay Morgan. Yeah. That is what I want on this show. Um, I yes. want I want to host Lindsay Morgan as a guest on the show. I want to interview her for the show. So I'm putting it out there, guys. Tweet at Lindsay Morgan. Do let's, it. Let's get her on the show. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yes. So quick recap. Um. So when we get to Clark and Anya, Anya is dragging Clark through the forest, trying to escape from the mountain men, and they are in close pursuit. They're shooting, 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 trying to get those uh. Trank darts into them. Yep. Um, Clark manages to steal one when Anya's not looking. And Anya keeps telling her that she is smelly. And they cover themselves in mud and get nice and dirty. And uh, <laughs> that sound, that sounded weird. They get muddy yep. uh, in order to blend into the environment. Uh, and then you find out that Anya has a tracer in her arm. Um, so she rips it out as a show of defiance to Clark being right. Um, and then Clark manages to knock her out. Yep, excellent. Takes her back to the uh, to the dropship campsite, but nobody's there. And then the greatest fight in 100 history ensues. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So first off, uh, you said she, she steals a dart. Very, very um, clever. She she pulls it from a tree, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. I like that. And they do it in such a quick moment that you almost, when it, as it's happening, you almost can't quite tell who stole it. Yeah. You just see that a hand, like one of them grabs the dart. Right. And that was not, and then and then they don't, like, she's like, I got this dart on you. It's like, it's sweet that neither of them say anything. So when it does get you, it kind of surprises you. Mm-hmm. The fight was super badass. Yeah. I mean, like, really, I mean, just awesome. My only, my only quarrel with this whole exchange was yeah. that, like, at, by the end of it, mm-hmm. so to, to finish the recap, they have a badass fight, and then they see the balloon, and they they finish back at camp, and then we can re- recap this all in this thought, right? Yeah, yeah. And Go so for it. they're at camp, and uh, basically because of the balloon and the commander, the blonde, the brand of Tarth character had said, "No, get that balloon down." Now everybody knows where we are. You can shoot grounders on sight. So basically, like Clark and Anya have a quick moment. Like, okay, I understand you now. We fought. And then on just, like, takes one of the gut. And Clark gets shot, I think, also. Yeah. It looks like it. Um, so, that start to finish, the fight was really cool. You know, the running away, the 
I just, there were so many, like, back and forths as far as, like, I'm going to capture you. Now I'm going to capture you. I'm going to kill you. I have a knife on you. I'm about to stab you. Right. Now I'm going to stab you. Now we're friends because we fought. I just (laughs) beat you to death, and we're buddies now. It just, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. I mean, yeah, but I guess for for me, I felt like it was one of those, because they definitely have... They're definitely similar in character. Right, right. Um, and I think by the end, um, Clark had earned uh, Anya's respect. Sure. And so I, I always, I, I kind of equate it to those old in, uh, like, not even samurai movies, but like the old in, like, boxing movies where it's two competitors and they just beat the crap out of each other. Right. And at the end, they're like, ha, 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 all of our uh, problems are solved. Um, There's like a mutual respect. Yeah. So yeah, and I totally got that, and I and I didn't mean to say that the sequence was like bad in a way. No. Somar, I thought it was cool, and yeah. especially the fighting was great. It was more that same like, here's a gun, Murphy. At the end, where it was like, I dragged you back to my camp, but now I'm gonna let you go. Why'd she take her back to her camp if she was gonna just let her go? Um. Well, I I think that well she didn't know that it was gonna be her camp necessarily. Oh, true. That's right. She didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, and I think, and she definitely didn't want to kill Anya, and I'm sure that Clark, as a character, feels bad for the, you know, killing a bunch of Anya's men mm-hmm. um, and women. Uh, so, I think that it was more of a gesture to be like, hey, there can be peace between us. There's sure. a bigger enemy. Um, what did we think about Anya tearing a sensor out of her arm with her teeth? Um, and also not noticing the gigantic pimple on her arm <laughs> that was a tracking device. <laughs> that part made me laugh. Right. Um, because I, I feel like any one of us would notice that there's just a, a weird bump on your arm for like, and it wasn't even like on the elbow where you're like, okay, that's a nubby area. It was like dead center mid forearm. Like a giant thing. Yeah. She bit it out of her arm. Pretty, yeah, pretty wild. Pretty gnarly, though. Just another sign. Just giving us more reason to just be like, man, you guys are freaking gnarly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the fight. Let's just, yeah, just Clark just getting down. Just every episode, they just make her just more and more of a warrior. Yeah. Man, just. <laughs> uh, when she was on top of Anya, just beating her in the <laughs> face. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, it was it was satisfying. Yeah. But it was so just guttural. You right. Know? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, it's like this, that we, we always say Lord of the Flies, and it's like, I guess Clark's just doing what she's got to do. Yeah. You know? So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, how often do you see that in a show? Two, like, how often do you see that in any show? Two women mm-hmm. fighting to the point of one of them, like, beating the tar out of the other one's face. Uh, super rare. Never. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, I could probably count on one hand the times I've ever seen that. So, anyway, they're breaking new ground. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, but yeah. So, I mean, that concludes that portion of the uh, of Clark and Anya's section. Clark gets taken in by the Camp Jaha people. Is Anya dead, do you think? Um, She... I believe she died in that moment because she's like, my fight's over. And then her eyes roll to the back of her head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that is true. I think she's dead. Uh, Clark is shot. She didn't realize it. It's like a classic like movie or TV. I'm shot, but like you know, shot in the shoulder kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. So cool. Uh. So now let's move into predictions. Predictions. Excellent. Predictions. And now your after Buzz TV predictions. 
Alright. I'm gonna let you lead the helm on this one. First prediction. Alright. I believe that because Anya got shot, even though Clark had kind of intention going into camp, I think she's gonna have some uh, misplaced pride where she has to be a little bit more rebellious than she otherwise would be mm-hmm. as far as kind of... Um, She's like, I owe it to, she's going to have some, I owe it to Anya to do this, that, and the other, and she's going to have a conflict with her mother. And then I think that's, that's the first thing I predict. Right. Okay. Um, I am, I am moving outside of the current storylines and I want to, I'm, I'm hoping that the next episode we get more of Kane's expedition into the heart of the grounders. Um, so we should see some of that and, also step back into Mount Weather because now that Clark is on the lamb, we got to go back and see what, uh, what, uh, Jasper and Monty are doing. Right. If they're becoming, uh, basically incriminated with her, like sure. now they're being taken prisoner cause they're now liabilities. Yeah. 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 You wonder what's the, what, what are the goings on around Mount Weather with Clark gone? She's kind of the only character you are supposed to really pay attention to yeah. there. What have Monty and Jasper been doing? They better be staging a coup. They're probably just like playing chess with Miller. Probably. Hanging out. <laughs> and, and, you know, drinking tea with Maya and eating cake. Mm, that sounds like a good life, though. That does. Not, not going to lie. A lot of cake. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love cake? Um, so, you got any more? Uh, you know, I, I sort of want to touch on Murphy for just a second. Go for I it. Always, as I always like to. Uh, I just... What I'm hoping is some conflict breaks out and Murphy shoots Vin. <laughs> because he's just Murphy's just crazy and I don't trust him with a gun at all right Finn doesn't even have a gun of the two of them Murphy should not be the one that has a gun <laughs> why do you give the gun to Murphy because he'll use it give the gun to, well, I guess Finn actually has a handgun but right. Murphy has a sub-automatic machine gun yeah I think Murphy is going to do something crazy I don't think they're going to they're going to go on this redemptive path for too long I think they've already I think they've already kind of been like okay he's good again guys you can trust Murphy just kidding nice. that's what I think is going to happen he gosh darn better um, cool. Well, that brings us to the end. That wraps us up, guys. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us this evening. Yeah, thanks for checking in, guys. Um, and why don't you hit us up on the Twitters and the, the Facebooks? Uh, Ben Bateman, where can they find you? You guys can find me at, uh, Ben underscore Bateman on Twitter, and you can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Instagram. I'll be honest with you, Instagram is kind of the one that I use, so if you want to chat, hit me up, talk about stuff, hit me up on Instagram. Nice. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, thanks for joining us and have a wonderful evening, day, or afternoon. As always, comment on the uh, YouTube whatnots and let us know what you think, guys. Yeah. See you soon. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.